High Score Achieved, episode 182 Unlocked. Welcome to this game where I'm Chris and that Ashley over there is... Me, Ashley. 182. Mm, yeah, sort of. Is it really 182 episodes? really is, yeah. But it's not Slug- even really, is it? Because the Christmas ones... It's just the main lot. It's probably actually about 200. Mm, I think we have just gone past 200, which is quite exciting. Yeah! We joined the big boys that do lots. Have we? Yeah. How many is lots? Mm, I think triple digits. That's when that's when people that's when people take notice, isn't it? So we've been part of the that group for over a hundred episodes. Part of the firmament. No, I don't I don't think that's true. I think we're some kind of gaseous entity. Speak for yourself. But definitely not part of the firmament. We've had some people on Facebook the last few weeks giving us some likes, which is, is very much appreciated. Have we? Those people that have done that, yeah. Lovely. I left Facebook. Yeah. It's a horrible place. But thank you for sticking around and yeah. liking us on there. So that's good. Who? Who is it? Who's? Who are they? Who are these people? Oh, I can't remember. Did you people. take note? Whoa! <laughs> oh, those people that we value so much. Oh, I don't know their names. No, don't ask me their names. I think it would be a bit weird if I knew their names. I don't know. I don't think it would. I think if you if you paid attention. Either way, it's very much appreciated. So thank you to those people. And of course, we are also on Instagram, Twitter and YouTube um, to greater or lesser degrees as well. Instagram, Twitter and YouTube? Yeah. Oh yeah, YouTube. Yeah. We're also on Spotify. Are we? Yeah. And Amazon Podcasts, I think, is a thing that we're on. Oh, well... Hello to those people using those. Google Podcasts. I don't think it's called Google Podcasts anymore. Are we on the internet? Are we on that? The internet? Yeah. Yeah. We were on Radio Public, but that closed down this week. Oh, disappointing. That was the first Sad. podcast app I was using after you recommended it to me. Was it? Hmm. We're on all sorts of stuff that you, you probably don't know. We're on Apple. We're on the Apple podcast thing, aren't we? We're going to have a little chat about your gaming this week. You've been playing Sunshine. don't want to talk about where we are. No, I want to talk about Mario Sunshine and hear about how you've been finding it. Because you were so enraptured by it in episode 181 that you've continued to play it since. Well, it's very good. It is very good. I have come across like some of the slight rubs more than I had when we were playing. They're easier right. to ignore in a shorter period of playing as we as we did. And they do become a little bit more apparent, mainly the camera and the controls. They're still not bad, but there are camera points in the game. Quite major, really. Camera and controls. So the character controls, sometimes it's a little bit finicky and sometimes it, it lacks precision and sometimes things happen that I didn't want to happen. So right. you could blame it on me, but I felt like it wasn't <laughs> necessarily it wasn't necessarily wholly down to me. It was the game not engaging with me in the way that I think it should have been. I won't go any further into it than that. The camera sometimes gets stuck in places and okay. it sometimes clips through walls so that you can see the back end of the back side of the wall and not the character. Uh, right. I've had a, that a few times. But still on balance, still very enjoyable game, still very good game. And they're good. not enough to be an albatross around its neck, really. No, it's just interesting to have that post episode rundown because usually we play the game for the episode and then that's it, job done. And I. I or you yeah. don't go back to it, and but to have it, you continue to go uh, to current playing it even the the week after afterwards is just interesting to have that bit of feedback. Welcome. Anyway, we are doing a new game today, not Mario Sunshine. Apparently, so something on the PlayStation, I reckon. It's something on the oh, PlayStation. Look at me. We are doing this game where you do a big fight using an iron fist, 
and it's a PlayStation 1 powerhouse. Is it Tekken? It is Tekken. Well done, Tekken 3. Okay, cool. Tekken's good. Tekken 8 came out this week or last week. That's why I thought I'd do it because Tekken 8's out and there's been a lot of hubbub about it. Uh, so I thought it made sense to, to do it at the moment. People are, people are really gushy about it. It's currently uh, Tekken 8's got 90% plus on Metacritic. So I thought, okay, well, well I'll carpe diem and, and release, uh, we'll do an episode on Tekken 3 because, spoiler alert, I don't like Tekken 3. So I thought if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it because I'll put it off and put it off until episode 612. I can't remember which Tekkens I like, but there are some Tekkens that we played, me and my friend, who had all of the games on the PlayStation. We played some Tekkens, and they were good. We played it at the same time as we were playing Mortal Kombat 3, I think. It was also called Mortal Kombat Trilogy, I I, I believe. Right. I'm going to Google that. Okay, well, while you, while you Google that, I said it's a game I don't like. The only way I played this was I had a friend that was absolutely obsessed with it. It's the same friend that had Spyro 1, which we did, and did the Spyro, to be fair, which we did way back in episode 136. But every time we went onto her house, she was playing it. Oh, do you want to have a go, Chris? Oh, yeah, I'll play it. Let's play it two-player. I'll play it single-player. I just couldn't get into it at all. I, I couldn't. I, I, I've never really gelled with fighting games. I find them all. I appreciate there are lots of people who like them. I appreciate there's a lot of skill and finesse to, to get to grips with them. I just don't. The way my brain's wired, I just can't get to grips with those. And I just end up mashing buttons, and which is why I find them too difficult. And I, I just switch off as a result. So... I'm. I am honestly trying to go into this with a, an open, positive mindset, but I'm finding it difficult. I've never been good at fighting games. I kind of like playing them in the arcade with people, but as you say, I, I've never really known any kind of. I've never really known them in any kind of depth. No. So, yeah, I can't profess to be very good at them. But there was certainly at least one of the Tekken games on the PlayStation that I did enjoy can't remember which one might be this one and there was also a mortal Kombat. it was it was either trilogy or four that was pretty fast pretty nippy and that's what i like in a fighting game incidentally i like it to be speedy i don't like slow that was one of the things they did with this was they tried to make it as user-friendly as possible following on from the previous two so so tekken one came out in 1994 i presume that was on a very early playstation one title the tekken two sorry came out in 1995 so that must have been a, a playstation title as well what did? Tekken 2? Tekken 2, 95. Tekken 1, 94. 1994 was Tekken. Maybe it was just arcades. I've only just jotted down the years. I haven't written anything because they're, they're not this game. They're the, the previous ones. Yeah, I think it must have. We're going to find. We're gonna have to find this out because it wasn't out there, was it? It was out. PlayStation was 95. Ah, of course, yeah. So it can't have come out on the PlayStation. It came out in the, in the arcades. That's interesting, though, because I've always associated Tekken with PlayStation, and I thought it was PlayStation first. Yeah. I thought it had come to the PlayStation and then been ported, like backported to the arcades. Well, Tekken 3, the one we're doing today, on that note, released in March 1997 in arcades, and then was released throughout 1998 on the PlayStation 1. So depending on territory, it depends on whether that was early 98 or very, very late in 1998. So again, you're looking at a year to 18 months after the initial arcade release. I was exactly the same as you. I just thought Tekken, PlayStation, it just became so synonymous. But yeah, arcade first and foremost. Hmm. I'm just looking at Virtua Fighter now because obviously Tekken's got a 3D aspect to it. And 1994, I know that obviously 3D was knocking around that early, but I just didn't think it was really hitting that hard uh, to coin a phrase or whatever. Put no pun intended and all that. But Virtua Fighter was 93 as well. 
and that's such a unique style that the the, the blockiness of it. I can picture that even now just talking blocky about as it. Shit. But, well, yeah, exactly. Blocky as as whatever. It looked like crap compared. To, I I feel like compared to Tekken, it 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 really lacked character. Virtual Fighter, and I know that everybody rates Virtual Fighter and all the Virtua games actually, don't they? But I, I definitely prefer Tekken. There was also Soul Calibur and Soul. If it was Soul Blade, wasn't it first? Well, this this, this game. Is, this is a fun one. I I wasn't expecting this from you. Oh really? There we go. Well, this game itself, we we talked about 3D. This Tekken Three has got 3D fighters on a sort of 3D plane because this game introduced the idea of rather than just being a 2D going horizontally left and right, that you had at the background, so you could sidestep in or out of the background. And they did a few tweaks to the gameplay to encourage players slash force players to interact with the background in that way and before we move on to the, the game itself it's developed and published by namco yeah so you can use the sidestep to avoid attacks yeah so and it, it yeah it, it becomes a part of the tool set really i suppose to to try and master in order to get good at this game but as as we've both pointed out neither of us were very good at the game and therefore probably weren't very good at, at sidestepping at anything well, Tekken 2 had bosses, and they decided for Tekken 3, Namco left the bosses out so that it would encourage the players to actually focus on the fighting and understand how to get to grips with each character, and they could focus on how each one controlled. They also did a few things to the gameplay itself to make it more, more accessible and fluid. There's a word that you've used about fighting games. So, for example, if you get knocked to the floor, it's now quicker for your character to get back up again. They also made the possibility to have combo throws as well. In order to encourage this third dimension we've talked about, the sidestepping, they lowered the jump so that the player was able to, to interact with the other players a bit more as well. The lower jump then meant that it was then more difficult to dodge attacks by jumping so it would then force the player to then dodge attacks by going in or into or out of the background through sidesteps yay i just checked as well tekken 4 was a playstation 2 game so it, was. it must have been tekken 3 that i was playing the game is set 20 years after Tekken 2. It includes 23 characters on the console release. The arcade release had 21. They added in two characters for the PlayStation 1. Six characters returned from Tekken 2, and the rest of them are new. The characters are one of my main memories of the game, was that the enjoyment I did get out of the game was playing as some of the weird and wonderful and wacky characters that are available. Do you remember any of these at all? There was... You mean some of the... Good characters. The no, no. Characters. Well, yeah, interesting. There was a panda bear. There was a panda. They were the ones I always enjoyed playing. And there as. was a bear. There was the drunk Yajim. Was it Yajimbo? I don't think it was Yajimbo. But there was a drunk character who could just like lay on the floor. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember he, that. His fighting style was like drunken or something. And yeah, it was a, it was an interesting, and weird one. Maybe I don't know if I'm t- thinking about Soul Edge or Soul Blade or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> There's a fighting game where someone had that fighting style. Hi Hachi. That's the like the bad guy, I think. Well, the, the ones I remembered, and I looked into names, and it all, all came flooding back. There was Mokujin, M O K U J I N, who is a wooden training dummy that was brought to life by some spirits, and it's that that whole like rounded. Oh, blockiness. I do remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a jaguar, or was that something else? There's a guy who's got a jaguar's head, and I always assumed he was half jaguar, half man, but apparently it is a mask, which kind of takes a bit of sheen off that somewhat for me. There was also Gone, who was the little orange dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that one too. Was Gone from a different game? 
yeah, I didn't know that. So Gon is actually a whole other character who has been his own manga for years and years in Japan and then appeared in this game as a kind of like a, a guest character you know, from something that's nothing to do with fighting at all and was quite a coup for Namco to have that character in. It hasn't been in any Tekkens again since, but just notable for being something that is nothing to do with fighting games, which I didn't know. I thought, just thought it was a little cute orange dinosaur dude. I remember I've just I'm I'm now looking at the list of characters and the character that I'm I think I'm thinking of that is two different characters. I reckon there is a a drunken style that one of them uses, but the one that I was thinking of in terms of like the laying down is Yoshimitsu, and Yoshimitsu has like a I, again I might be misremembering this because Voldo is a similar thing in Soul Edge. He's got a weird fighting style that's harder to sort of pass than other characters but if you can do it then it's quite effective to steal your word i couldn't do it it goes back to this idea of rewarding those players who have the chops and the time to invest in playing and understanding how to play as these characters which i had neither the time nor the inclination to do so yeah i really like how there's a raft of alternative characters like Mokujin and Ogre and Gunjack and Yoshimitsu and then there's also Brian and Paul great I just really like that I think that's <laughs> there's Law and Jin and Kuma and King and Brian and Paul it's brilliant I guess it's the same kind of vein as, as Ken in Street Fighter it's not a very threatening name is it I don't know well, yeah, don't. I've, I've sort of opened myself up now to attack from Ken's, haven't I? I'm so sorry. You have. Yeah. The the uh, the moving swiftly on then. The, the plots of the game, there's an actual plot, which I was quite surprised to learn as well. The Tekken Force, who are a paramilitary group, unleash Ogre, who you already mentioned. Ogre is a mysterious entity that is killing martial artists all over the world for whatever reason. That's not very nice. No, it's, it's not at all. Naughty Ogre. Including characters from number two and the son of one of those characters from Tekken 2, who is Jin, who I think you've already mentioned as well. Jin is the son of Jun. Four years later, after the terrible events of Ogre, Jin enters the King of Iron Fist Tournament 3, unaware that him and the others are being used as bait by a shady company to draw out Ogre and the events of the game unfold from there. Yay! There's some use of mocap for the game, which I thought was quite interesting with it being a PlayStation title as well. So it'd be interesting to see how that looks like. Another couple of things I remember from the game itself as well are that as well as the pure fighting, they introduced a couple of new modes to draw up interest, uh, I suppose, in the game. One of them is Tekken Force, which is obviously the name of this group that I mentioned in the in the plot. This was essentially a side-scrolling beat-em-up, like sort of Streets of Rage type thing where you're going through and playing against people that are coming at you fighting against them and there's a, a few bosses within that and you had to complete that in order to unlock some of the 23 characters available and there's also Tekken Ball which is a fighting version of volleyball from what I can tell where it's all about keeping the ball in the air but then also using the ball as a thing that you can fire at the enemy and, and do big big damage with it. Yes I do remember that that's it that's all I've got to say. <laughs> yeah that I was the same I was like oh yeah I remember that as well I've mentioned about it being martial arts. I have recently, since Christmas, I have read The Last Action Heroes, which is a wonderful book all about the action films of the 80s, all about Sylvester Sloan, Arnie, Chuck Norris, Dolph Lundgren, and all those greats. And that was a really, really interesting read. Chuck Norris comes out of it very, very well. He seems like a, a really nice guy. So I just thought I'd mention my 
recent dabbling and understanding of martial arts. Lovely. The Metacritic score for Tekken 3 is 96, which I was astounded to read, which means we're entering greatest video game of all time territory. It's one of the games on the Wikipedia page of greatest games of all time. We're never going to be able to make that judgment, I'll be honest. Neither you or I are equipped to be able to make the judgment as to whether this is going to, this is uh, the greatest game of all time or allowed, if it's reasonable for it to be in that kind of pantheon and and that's because neither of us are equipped with the skills or inclination to learn the skills to appreciate the game on the levels that it needs to be appreciated on so we have to go into an open eyed and say we're probably not going to be able to give that kind of judgment on this what we are going to be able to do is do what we usually do go back and reevaluate whether it's as good as we thought it was at the time or or better than it in in your case than than we thought it was at the time that's absolutely fair. You're, you're completely correct. The game sold 8.4 million copies on the PlayStation 1 and became the fifth best-selling PlayStation 1 game, meaning it released in the Platinum range as well. How Long to Beat has it down as two hours for the main story, but for completionists, 36 hours. So I've mentioned, for example, the Tekken Force. You have to play through that to unlock those characters. There's a, a lot of stuff you have to go through to grind through, perhaps, to get that. I, I couldn't possibly say... But I thought it was it was interesting that that sheer difference in in those different play styles. Yeah. Do you know the cheat codes? I don't know the cheat codes. Do you? I don't know if there are any. I was just hoping that we can. Um... Oh, I bet there'll be one to one. I call the characters. That's a good shout, actually. That's what I was thinking. I needed to get stuck into it quick. We can't do thirty six hours of of Tekken. No. Well, should we should we do our best and see if I can manage thirty six minutes? How about that? 36 minutes you'll 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 do more than that you will do more than that <laughs> right let's go Bang bang, pow, biff bang pow, pow pow pow. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's what I did. I did actually do that. I did do that. It was okay. That I guess. I think maybe we should preface it by just saying, okay, I'm, I'm never going to play this game again. But I can appreciate why people like it, which is a. Yeah. I thought I come into this being all grizzly and grouchy and grumbling and other gr words, but it is for a fighting game. It's all right, actually. No, 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 no. I'll I'll rephrase that. For a fighting game, it is good. It's just not for me. Yes. Well, that's the thing. I think that I did try to preempt us really trashing it towards the end of the first half because you were like, "Oh, I I'm not going to like it or whatever," and I said, "Well." You, the greatest games of all time thing. Like we can't, we can't judge that really. We would not. We're just not equipped for it. And what is clear is that I'm not equipped for being good at this game. And you, the, one of the things that I think you did that was smart was instead of going jumping straight into the game itself, the arcade mode, you went and did a bit of the combo stuff, like learning how to do combos. And it's really a question more than a, an observation. Did it? give you more of a sense of how you might actually end up being good at this game 
So the, the practice mode, there's there's a lot of modes in the game first before I talk about that. So there's arcade, team battle, time attack, survival, tech and force and practice are all open from the go and versus mode if you have a second PlayStation controller attached in. And I'm, I'm guessing tech and ball must open as you go through and do one of the, the myriad unlocks. So practice mode was where I started and went in. And within practice mode, there's different options as well. So essentially I went into a mode where I was fighting against another character and they were a wooden dummy. They weren't reacting or anything at all. So I could just understand the combos. And then within that, there was another mode where different combos would appear at the bottom of the screen so I could see how to string together a combo. If you press select, the game then showed you, okay, this combo, you do blah, 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 and it shows the animation and what buttons to press and what orders to do it. It gave me a very deep appreciation of the range of combos. One of them, the, I was playing as the schoolgirl character just before we finished off, and there was a, the combo it was trying to engage with me, was 11 buttons. Now, seeing that in motion was amazing but i just can't i can't understand obviously there are people that that are able to do that that can remember those 11 buttons and fair play to them for doing that my brain is just not wired in a way that could possibly remember those i don't think that's true just to challenge that notion i don't think it's that your brain's not wired that way because it categorically is and if you were inclined then you'd be able to do it there are probably things that you are inclined to doing that for lots of people that are disinclined, you ju they're just not able to do. The 11 button combo stuff that you're talking about here, it's all about learning in chunks and then getting a degree of muscle memory. And I think that that's what allows people to be good at the game because they go through that learning process and they get it so ingrained into themselves that they can do that without even thinking about it. Automatically. I'm sure there are things that you do in exactly the same way. Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. Yesterday, I dipped into Mario Galaxy for the first time in nearly a year, and I was running forward and instantly, without even thinking about it, pressed down on ZL to make Mario crouch and then did a jump to do a long jump just straight away. It just came straight back to me. So, yeah, I suppose you're, you're, you are right. To answer your question about the combos, the simpler ones that were two or three button presses, I was able to remember those and then able to go back into the arcade mode and apply some of those once I'd understood, okay, this is how to string together combos. The first time I went into arcade mode before I started understanding how the combos worked, I was just punching, kicking, and then had my butt handed to me by the person I was playing against. So the combos are absolutely where it's at, which that's the same for any fighter game, no, no real surprise there. It's just having that, as you said, the, the patience and the inclination towards learning those is not something I have, but I appreciate there are lots of people that do. Yeah, there is, there's also depths that we're just not plumbing. And again, don't have an inclination to plumb. So the, the learning the combos is one thing, but actually you need to have an appreciation for what the movesets of other characters are going to be and how other players might use them so that you can then effectively combat those using the moveset that you have. I think you can also break combos. So one of the things that I used to always try and do and often today fail to do was do grabs and throws. Usually that was certainly the ones that I'm familiar with. It, it was like a double button press with a with a direction and then they'd grab them and do a like a set piece animated throw or special move or whatever. You can break those. You can, if you are, if you know how, and I don't, but other players, other characters were doing it to me today, you can break out of those. And I, I think it's a com like in other fighting games, you can do what's called combo breaks. So if you know when to interrupt the player doing a combo, you can take them out of their flow and use that as an opportunity to counter. And I think that that's something that you can do here as well. 
But the notion of being able to do that, the notion of being able to recognize the specific moments that I'm able to do that when other players are vulnerable is just completely alien to me and and always will be unfortunately yeah i think that phrase you just said there about it being alien to you as well like i'm thinking about other games that use this kind of mechanic and one that sprung to mind for me is is arkham asylum the fighting in that i found that very very tricky because i ended up cheesing it by just button mashing and hoping for the best because i think the fighting in arkham asylum follows a similar thing where you've got to learn combos in order to be successful and how to use those in order to i'm thinking about those those sequences where there's like a group of goons that you kind of creep upon sort of a cluster of about 20 or so and then you'll then take them out and i was only able to do those really by as a button mashing or by using a lot of stealth and just taking them out whittling them down one by one mm. the fighting in that is in arkham asylum is much different to this like so different to this and i think if you were to to make a comparison like there is a degree of timing that's inherent in that system that you maybe could say there's a degree of timing here but it's that the scale of the time frames that you're working along in this it's twitch reflexes which is why i said about committing things to that muscle memory space that people can access whereas in arkham asylum it wasn't so much muscle maybe it was more it was muscle memory but because you're working with seconds as opposed to milliseconds response times you've got a lot more time to respond and you've also got those very clear visual cues that pop up over everybody's heads the cues here are more masked and you have to learn them in the same way that you might learn poker tells you know like maybe the characters animations have tells that you can then pick up on no i think that the point i was getting at was the fact that i'm just it's not just fighting games well like i guess has got those fighting bits it's just that i think mm. it's just i've got okay. a block towards that style of game the only other negative or not negative or observation is that obviously i've talked in the first half about the whole thing in the background and moving in out of the background is that the characters, I both Ash and I assumed that you'd be able to do it by pressing one of the shoulder buttons and make the characters move around or circle around the, your opponent. And it certainly isn't that. There are combos you will do where your character might spring backwards or forwards and then the opponent's hand to react to that. But you can't just press up and make them move up. I think that... So I said about playing a Mortal Kombat game on the PlayStation around the same time that we were playing this. And you could move foreground and background in that one as well. It was either Mortal Kombat 3 or Mortal Kombat 4. And I remember that having a similar sort of pace to it, a similar a similar zippiness to it that, that Tekken 3 has. And it also had this 3D arena type movement. But it was easier to do, I think. And it was a case of pulling triggers so or, or pressing shoulder buttons. So if you wanted to move backwards, you'd right. press L2 or L1. or And if you wanted to move towards the camera you'd pull r1 or r2 whereas here it was very much tied into the moveset which again i suppose that's the coming back to what i've been saying all along there's the depth that you have to learn you have to not only know that this move can do this to your opponent it also will affect your positioning so if you want to be moving a certain way to avoid the other character's attack you have to move into the foreground to avoid that attack as opposed to the background you have to know this move does that for me it also does this other thing for me and so on it's like it's just there's too much and i think 
I said to you about Street Fighter 4, when Street Fighter 4 came out, there was a lot of hoo-ha about that, and there were people around us that were really excited to play it. And I was kind of interested in the possibility of sort of getting in on that and bought it and spent some time trying to learn a character and was like, this is too much like homework. I can't, I, I'm not, I'm not up for this. This is too, this is too much about learning in a way that I'm just not interested in. Yeah. And I think that, that's the key point there. It's, it's the lack of interest, but having got the negatives or our, our perception of negatives out of the way, there is a lot in this game that I enjoyed and a lot I can appreciate as, as to why people enjoy it. That the, the main thing that, or the, the first thing that actually I both commented on was the, the fluidity and the, the dynamism of the game. From the main menu, you can choose an option and then be within that option you've chosen within a matter of seconds. It's so quick. And then when you're playing in the arcade mode, for example, each competition is made up of two rounds. If you've won one round, it shows, shows a quick animation and then you're into that the next round. You can just press start and skip but you can, from beating your opponent, you can press start and beat back into round two within two seconds maximum. It is so slick. Mm. And it, it does compare very favorably to, I think, other PlayStation games of the time where loading screens were a thing. So, yeah, it was nice to see something that was so nippy, not just in-game, but around the game, menus-wise as well. And then that's also extended to the quality of it. The The intro cutscene was where we suspect a lot of the mo-capping was used. And that, that intro cutscene was very, very good. This is a early to late 98 on PlayStation 1, depending on where you played this game. The thing that I said about its comparison to Virtual Fighter, that holds up as well. Virtual Fighter, in comparison to this, the arenas in Virtual Fighter feel empty and characterless. It doesn't feel like it's to the same standard of, say, Street Fighter 2, but also Street Fighter 2 was working with mature technology in a 2D plane and this was doing something in 3D with on with with like burgeoning tech so the fact that they've been able to create spaces that have a degree of character to them is testament to to their skill i think I mentioned all the different modes as well just a quick rundown of some of those that I dipped into I didn't try time attack i assume you just playing against the, the clock in that so i didn't really see the point in that uh, survival is quite interesting survival is essentially the arcade mode but your whatever your health is that is your health the whole thing so i completed round one of that and got about half my health left so went into round two i still had half my health and then got completely annihilated by the person playing the second round so i thought that was quite nice as a as a mode i tried tech and force the streets of rage type one and i really enjoyed that i was very impressed with with how fun that was although i did get to a, a boss and this correlates with a few of the, the reviews i read of the game from when it came out is that the bosses in that particular mode are incredibly difficult um the boss was paul who was a very very difficult so i didn't get him done and yeah but the, the tech force as, a, as a, an add-on was was quite good we talked about practice mode how good that is team battle was where you chose two or more players and basically like a, a tag team type thing so i chose two characters and they were fighting against one character and you know you can buy you 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 know how that works, you don't need to explain to you. But the variety that was on offer was, again, appreciated. So as a complete whole, again, as I've said, just to reiterate it, it's, it's not for me, but I can appreciate why people hold it in such high regard, having revisited it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'll tell you what we haven't talked about that I wanted to touch on. The way you unlock characters is insane. And I, the first thing that I did when we came off mic to play the game was to see if there was a shortcut, like a button 
input that we could use to unlock all the characters. We could try them out. There isn't. Instead, there are lots of ways that you have to play the game or numbers of times that you have to play the game to unlock each one. An example would be for Gone, there was a way to unlock Gone by putting your name in as Gone on the high score menu. So like if you right. if you can get onto the high score table and put your name in as G-O-N, that would unlock Gone. You found one where there was a character that you had to play 25 times consecutively with the same character and that would unlock another character. It was Anna who has a zebra skin costume and it said to be, unlock her zebra skin costume, you play as her 25 times and it will then become available by pressing start on selecting her character. Now, I don't know if playing 25 times, could you just select her, go into a, an arcade versus and then just quit out again would that count i don't know but either way 25 times is, is quite a lot isn't it? it it does feel that way yeah it reminds me of what comes a lot later with early achievements where it would be there was the mad mad developers who put in achievements to their games that were like play ten thousand hours of this mode for five yeah. gamer score play 10,000 hours of this mode for five more gamer score or whatever. And I I, I think people actually, you know, like a, a subset of maniacs did do things like that. This reminds me of that. Like, okay, if you're enjoying the game, you're probably going to do that regardless, aren't you? You're going you're gonna to keep playing over and over again. And you're going to play with the same characters to learn the characters better and better. It does still happen in some games. I'm thinking about Mario Kart 8, for example. There's a gold Mario character you can unlock in that so instead of the, the silver mario there's a, a gold version and i because it's the one character i've not got unlocked and i was looking into a, a few years ago so i can't remember now but the the criteria to unlock him were quite ferocious so it was something i i certainly have no interest or or time to to look into or to even unlock him no nope. so as we said then tekken 8 Released last month at the time recording, January 2024. Tekken 3, PlayStation 1 that we've played today, was followed by Tekken Tag Tournament, which you did mention in the first half. That released on the PlayStation 2 in 2000. Did I? Yeah, you mentioned... I'm sure you mentioned it at some Tekken point. 4. I mentioned Tekken 4. Oh, you did. Sorry, yes, which is a different Incidentally, I remember Tekken 4 being advertised in the Windows of Argos and making quite an impression on me, probably because it was a PlayStation 2 game more than anything, but... That's a, a story for a different day. Tekken Tag Tournament came out PlayStation 2000, and it's a, a bit like the team battle that I mentioned. It's a whole Teams of Two thing, a bit, I think, like uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, actually, just I've just talked about Mario Kart already, where you can swap. You choose two characters, and you have them both active at the same time, and you tag between them to recover health. Yeah. So uh, that's quite a, a novel mechanic, I suppose. Number four, then, as which you definitely did mention in the first half, that came out in the arcades in 2001 and came to the PlayStation 2 in 2002. I didn't look at when Tekken 5 came out, but Tekken 5 it did actually include the arcade version of Tekken 3 as an unlock. And Tekken games, the, the series as a whole to date, at the time of recording, February 2024, there have been 29 Tekken games, which I was quite astounded by. Mm. 55 million copies sold across loads and loads of consoles. Uh, I looked into all the different Tekkens that there have been. Obviously, the majority fighting games, but there have been some kind of interesting ones aside from that or as well as that. So there's been a few Tekken card games. There's a Tekken Bowl on the iOS, which is a bowling mini game, which I think popped up in one of the Tekkens at some point, and they've spun it out into a whole app for Apple products. There is Street Fighter X Tekken. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. And then there's obviously... P Pokken? Pokken? 
how do you pronounce it? Mm. Pokken. Pokken, which is Pokemon characters with tech and gameplay, which, again, for those people who are fans of both of those, has gone down very, very well. I had not put that together. So that is a Tekken game. Oh, did you not realise that? Yes, it is. Yeah. No. And that's why it's called Pokken. Yes. Right. Okay. There you go. If you've learned nothing else from this nonsense, you've learned that. Yeah. Cool. And Tekken Bloodline is a 2022 Netflix anime, which is based on the events of number three. So if you like number three, that might be worth the one we've played today. That might be worth looking at. And there's also been other media based on Tekken. There was a film when we went through that spate about 15 or so years ago, there being lots and lots of video game films. But unsurprisingly, as with the vast majority of video game films, it tanked massively. There's been an animated film as well. There's been books, there's been comics. Lots of opportunities for people to get their Tekken fill. Lovely. Uh, second three, done. Yay, thank goodness. What would we have done if we hadn't done Tekken 3? Well, as I said, we would have done it at some point, but I'd have been begrudgingly doing it a long way down the line. But uh, I, I, feel, yeah, I, I, feel quite, I feel quite pleased to have, have played it, and I, 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 get, Good. I get why people like it now, so that's cool. Well done, us. Yep, progress. Thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed Remstrance on social media, as mentioned in the first half, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you could do some liking, sharing, subscribing, rating, and reviewing, that would be very much appreciated as well. Please, thank you. Yes, please. Thank you again for sticking to the end, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Cheerio.